Between the Covers, a series designed around who and what can be done and achieved by patients, planning and working in a community of like-minded, successful people. This podcast series is for anyone looking at becoming a successful published author and those looking to understand the mind of a writer and the goals of a publisher. Proudly sponsored by Shoreline Publishing. Welcome and enjoy. Good evening, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Between the Covers. My name is Bradley Shaw, and tonight I'm talking to Dr. Roy Hardman and Dr. Melissa Formica on their on their new book called Recipe for a Healthy Brain. Good evening, Dr. Roy and Dr. Mel. Yeah, hi, Brad. Hello. Well, thank you for joining us, and thank you for um, allowing us to discuss this wonderful book you've created. And if I may ask um, Dr. Melissa, firstly, um, what were, I think, uh, your general, uh, your intention of really sharing this, this specific topic of uh, the healthy brain? Well, you know, Brad, I mean, given the global pandemic at the moment, there's been so much focus on, you know, other aspects of our health. Um, I think that brain health has sort of slipped to the wayside at the moment. So we wanted to bring focus back to that because dementia is such a, an important topic worldwide. Um, there's cases just growing exponentially. So this is going to be an issue for a really long time. Um, so I guess what was most important in our intention was really to summarise the evidence that's out there in a really easy to understand way for people. Um, it took us a long time to sort of put this together and we just wanted to, I guess, sort of make a step-by-step guide as to what people can sort of do to give them sort of a bit of a power as well to sort of take control of their own health rather than going to their doctor and maybe, you know, thinking, is it all medicine? Um, you know, what is there that I can do at home um, rather than getting, you know, medical and technical technicians involved and things like that so yeah yeah it was giving power back to the people good good and do you find generally that that it's easier to create a preventative program than it is to treat the actual condition as it gets into the process of 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 deterioration i mean is this what would you say this book is more about creating people's early awarenesses and helping them would you say that dr roy would that work for well um as you know um Dementia is is up there with cardiovascular disease and cancer in our mm. in our society, and not just here, but mm. around the world. The prominence of this is there is no medical treatment and there is no cure for dementia. Mm. There is absolutely nothing you can do, um, and many most of the research around the world is trying to focus on a medical model. Uh, the only model that works is prevention and mm. uh, trying to reduce the the stress in the brain over over time and getting people to understand that dementia isn't occurring when you get old. Dementia is occurring when you're in your 40s and 50s. You agree, Mel? Yeah. yeah, I mean, even from you know, your 20s when the brain is actually supposed to be fully developed, um, you actually start losing your cognition from then. Some of your abilities start to decline. So it's really trying to hold on to those abilities as long as we can. Wow, yeah. Is there immediate, um, like they say, alcohol, drugs, obviously they have impacts on that brain deterioration, um, <laughs> but is, there, is it really fundamentally a genetic disease or, or is it a, a disease that grows, doesn't have a, doesn't have a system, it just, it just targets the oh. person unexpectedly? Is there, a, is there a way of recognising it? Or? The only time 
that, uh, and I think hopefully Mel will agree, is if your parents or your immediate parents have early onset dementia before the age of 65, that's okay. a time when you'd be suggesting to yourself that you need to get tested or looked at. Mm. But outside of that, um, it's not uh, genetic. It's mm. not inherited. Um, just because you live in a family that, that is suffering for dementia doesn't mean that you're going to get dementia. And that's where the frighteners come. And I suppose this book outlines the facts rather than the fiction. And yeah. we've looked at it quite heavily and written it from a lay, layman's perspective. It's not a science text. Mm. It's a book on facts uh, based on explaining in very simple terms what you can do and what would be very helpful. Wow, yeah. And is it, would you say that, that people who are just absent-minded or forgetful, is that is that a natural progression of it or is it just a thing that people just have as consciousness in their own thought process um, or is that a really a delving uh, process of dementia that, that you have to understand more of it? It's not just being forgetful, like where's my keys? It's being really about um, systematic, I guess, of the, of the disease itself. Oh, look, I mean, that forgetfulness, you know, mm. we expect that in ageing mm. and, you know, that is also part of it. It's sort of when that starts to, pro to progress into more, you know, persistent forgetfulness mm. um, and I guess when you're comparing yourself to other people your own age and thinking, well, am I more forgetful or are there things that, um, that I'm forgetting that are really having a large impact on my lifestyle that's yeah. when it becomes problematic and probably more serious. And we start yeah. thinking, all right, is this something that's an issue um, that could be, you know, Alzheimer's mm. disease or dementia? Maybe I yeah. can talk to my doctor. Um, but even at that sort of point, like the earlier that you sort of notice those things, I guess the more likely it is that you're going to be able to maintain your abilities for longer. It's yeah. not going to deteriorate as quickly. And that's what yeah. I guess is our main point in this book as well. Um, there are things that you can do early on um, that's going to have a better outcome for you. Yeah, and it's good too. I like the way that in the book too you've you've made, as you said, a, 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 given it a layman term or a layman relaxed general description, but it's also giving, I think, families a way to talk about it and a way to prepare for it. So it's not just the patient, not just the, the person who may have or could have or, you know, can prepare for it but also um, understanding it from a from an outsider's point of view knowing and recognizing the symptoms as well for families and that's a that's a very good trait to, a good expression in the book for you as well and I'm really impressed with that so um, yeah so from that point of view uh, what and of course we the clear message of what you're trying to give readers is is obvious about the understanding of it but what do you really hope they do get when they buy this book what are they what are they going to experience and what do you hope that they fully uh, appreciate of the research and the Effort you've made? Well, I think the, the first thing to look at is that uh, we, we heavily uh, identify lifestyle changes. Hmm. So, making simple lifestyle changes, um, they don't have to be dramatic. You might want to cut down eating red meat every night. You might decide, you know, you're not going to drink two glasses of red wine every night. Um, those sorts of things are the, what we're really looking at. And, and I think in the last chapter of the book, once you get to the end, and Mel did a great job of summarising that work, was to show that there are many simple lifestyle changes. And the research that I've done clearly shows that, and Mel's always also done that sort of work. Good. Well done. Yeah, no, it's a very well put together. It's a very thoughtful book. As you said, it took a long time to, to put together. Did you have a lot of peers supporting it as well as you were as you were researching, making sure the validations and 
acknowledgements were there for helping you as well. I know you're both experts in your fields. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discouraging yeah. that. I'm just meaning that having peer support to really make sure consensus is 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 viable. Did you feel that that was supported by the by the peers you experienced? Uh, in my experience, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Working in that kind of field. Um, it's definitely a good idea to sort of, you know, put the feelers mm. out and make sure that you are getting things 100%. Um, but, I mean, it, there's such a large amount of evidence out there on this Absolutely. sort of topic that, you know, it is sort of, it comes down to, you know, what are the things that we can sort of do um, mm. that's not just one thing. There's a list of things, and I guess that's where we've sort of tried to put together a bit of a recipe, um, hence the name. (laughs) Um, A little bit of this, a little bit of that, and um, hopefully that will give you the best outcome. Yeah, I I also um, did a lot of research with um, medical colleagues and other researchers and said, um, you know, what are the key things? And that's where we came up with that myths and truths section in the book where Mm. people uh, had a – had a, a discussion piece, particularly if they've had cardiovascular disease or they've had bumps on the head or they've had concussions um, or they have some sort of disability, <clears throat> it's always very interesting to say, you know, they're not being identified as a particular part of the population, but it's it's an inclusive text where it says, you know, just because you have a condition doesn't mean you're going to get dementia. That's right, yeah. No, and and there's many forms of dementia that are expressed in the text. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the thing, it's, is understanding it. And that's what you've done a brilliant job in doing in this book is really creating all the variables and, and awarenesses so people don't don't just Google it and get all the misinformation and actually get a really good clear picture of what dementia and what the treatments and what the you know, uh, symptoms are. Um, so congratulations on this book, uh, Dr. Roy Hardman and Dr. Melissa Formica. It is very, very pertinent to today and to the future, I think, for many people as well. So Recipe for a Healthy Brain is available through all bookshops and libraries. Please do grab a copy, grab it as a gift, grab it as something to read from research for yourself. It is enjoyable, but it's also thought-provoking. Um, thank you tonight for your time, Dr. Roy Hardman and Dr. Melissa Formica. Thank you. And, um, yeah, congratulations again. Thank everybody for listening and um, please stay healthy, please stay well and uh, grab a copy of the book and um, support uh, independent. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Between the Covers, produced by Shoreline Publishing.